series called Distinct that we're going to be working through. Uh, we'll be looking at some things that are different, unique, uh, distinct. Let's see how good you are um, at noticing the difference between things. We're going to do some activities and stuff to get differences of, of those things. Some of you may be detail-oriented people. Um, some of you are like that are better than others at noticing the distinctions uh, between things a little bit more quickly than others, but we're all capable of uh, identifying things that are different and unique or, or don't belong. And this might sound like you, maybe you uh, can identify your favorite songs from a really quick audio clip. Maybe you're great at that, the spot the difference <laughs> game where you compare, you look at two pictures uh, and find the differences. Uh, always notice the distinct smells of the room you walk into, and you always let know people uh, when they, when you find, when you can smell funny smells, right? Uh, you're really particular about texture, so when you find the perfect t-shirt or pair of socks, you never go back. Or maybe you're a food connoisseur, uh, there's certain foods, maybe it's mac and cheese or something, you taste all of them, you know exactly which brand is best. Uh, the official definition of distinct is when something is recognizably different or distinguishable by the senses. So we use our senses and brains to determine when something is a little different from everything else. And for the next few weeks in the month of January, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the things that make you and me distinct. But before we talk about how you and I are uniquely created, I want to talk about the person who created us that way. Uh, many people think Jesus was simply a good man who lived, died, and that was it. Some think he taught and did some great things. Some don't believe he existed at all. But others believe Jesus not only existed, but that he was distinct from any person who has ever lived. So I'll ask this. Who is Jesus to you? Not just what you've heard from your family or at church. What do you think? This is personally for you, right? There were a lot of unique things about Jesus, but the most distinct thing about him is this. He claims to be God. He forgave sins only God for, could forgive. He claimed to be the Son of God. He performed miracles. He said he was the Savior God had promised. So is it true? Is Jesus fully God and fully human like the Bible says? And if he is, what difference does it make for us and for the world? I mean, I can remember um, I was probably in maybe freshman year, high school, maybe eighth grade, somewhere around there, right? Same age as you guys in the middle of youth group. Um the first time that I realized that Jesus was distinct, because I think, and it's kind of a funny example, but it's like you occasionally hear in the news of someone who claims that they're God, right? Sometimes, and they always come across just extremely crazy. Someone pops up on the internet, they're claiming they're God, they're either the leader of a cult or they're just on their own. They think they're, they think they're God. They think they are God reincarnate or something like that, right? Well, Jesus claimed that, and it was true, and we believe him. No one, there were people that were certain crazy, but like I, it never occurred to me that he was a crazy person. Like I just took it as normal. So it's like there's something different about him. There's something that made him stood out, made him stand out. He is distinct, right? Um, as I'm talking today, I want you to, if you have a pen and notebook, if you're able to. Uh, write stuff down. That'd be great. Um, we're going to be doing this Wednesday night as well. Uh, I invite you to write down who Jesus is to you, and it can be one word or lots of words. You might think of more words to describe Jesus as we're reading and uh, as you're listening to this. 
Um, so write down anything that sticks out to you about who Jesus is to you. By the time we're done uh, over the next 10-15 minutes, um, hopefully the, your page will be filled out. And anyone that's listening, none of your pages will look the same. But that's okay because we've all encountered Jesus in different ways, right? And one of those people that encountered Jesus in a distinct way was John. Uh, who was one of the earliest followers of Jesus. John hung out with Jesus, saw what Jesus did up close, heard what Jesus said, and was one of his closest friends. Uh, The Gospel of John is a book in the Bible attributed to John. In it, he says his primary reason for writing the book of John was so that everyone who reads it later, which is us, uh, would believe Jesus is who he said he is. And there were other people who saw the things Jesus did and heard the things Jesus said. That's why we have four similar books in the Bible which is the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, but there was only one John. The book of John captures his unique perspective on Jesus. And I can't remember the exact percentage, but uh, the first three Gospels are very similar. John's Gospel is distinctly different from the other three accounts of Jesus. Uh, so let's look at the very beginning of John's writing. It's his introduction to the whole story of Jesus. So you know he's going to put some of the most popular um, ideas first, right? Uh, so what does John want us to know about Jesus? who Jesus is? So we're going to be reading John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Alright, so this first statement alone is distinct from other, and from any other description of Jesus in Scripture. He's described as the Word. In Greek, the Word word is logos which means divine reason so divine means god being like god or having god-like powers reason means having the ability to think make decisions and form thoughts so divine reason means jesus was one with the ability to think and act like god and john makes it pretty clear how he views jesus isn't he from the get-go he makes sure his readers know that jesus is god it's how he starts his whole book in the bible he wasn't just a normal man He wasn't just a good teacher. He wasn't just someone who did great things. He was indeed God. And Jesus equals God. So so does God equal Jesus? 
yes and no. It's a it's a difficult concept to grasp, so let alone explain. So we'll see what we can do, right? Jesus equals God. And how is that possible? Well, by human standards, it's not. But Jesus isn't just human, and that's the point. Jesus is fully human and fully God at the exact same time. God equals the Trinity. Jesus is fully God, but God isn't fully Jesus. And I know this is kind of mind-bending or makes your brain hurt if you think too hard about it, right? There's only one God, but God is actually three persons. So there's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And together, they are God. Separately, they are also God, and there is only one God. (laughs) And it's okay if you can't wrap your brain around this. There's a lot of adults struggle with this concept, right? We humans have been trying to do it for ages. It's difficult to explain because God is so much bigger than our minds in our imaginations and what we can comprehend. So John 1, 3, right? We already read it. I'm going to read it again. It says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So Jesus is God, but not only that, Jesus was there in the very beginning of all creation when only God existed. Jesus is God, and Jesus is also our creator. Through him everything was made that we can see and touch. And yes, Jesus was bored, just like you would be. But Jesus also existed before he was born. How, you might you ask? Well, God kind of inverted time, so it makes sense that Jesus can exist internally, or eternally outside of time. He has always existed, and will always exist, with no beginning and no end. So Jesus is God, but not only that, Jesus was there in the very beginning of all creation, when only God existed. Jesus is God, and Jesus is also our creator. Through him, everything um, was made that we can see and touch. And yes, Jesus was born just like you and me, but he existed before he was born. Right? And there there really is no one like Jesus in history. Right? Other gods, ideas, people, and even objects have been worshipped over time, but there is only one who has stood the test of, sti- test of time. Besides John, there's another follower of Jesus named Paul uh, who wrote a letter to a local church about who Jesus is. And in this letter, he laid out uh, some of the truths about Jesus and some other so-called gods. So we'll be in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. And Paul writes here, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from who, from whom all things came and for whom we live, and there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. Paul made it very clear that even though some people will try and worship fake gods, there is only one God who is different from, their all, from them all, and that's Jesus. Paul wrote letters like this one to teach and help early followers of Jesus understand all of the new ideas and thoughts that were circulating about Jesus' identity. Uh, when this was written, the Roman Empire was in charge. And in Rome, they believed their emperor was divine, a son of God. And that's why Paul wanted to make this clear. Like, there may seem like there are many so-called gods out there, but Jesus is the only true God. Both John and Paul proclaimed and trust this truth that there is no one like Jesus. He's fully God, fully human, fully capable of changing our lives. Jesus is distinct. He's in a class of his own, and there is no one 
like him. Because Jesus is distinct from anyone else, he has this distinct ability to change our lives in distinct ways. I mean, it's kind of funny how whenever you need uh, a charger, you're offered one that doesn't match your phone, right? Uh, These charging cables are all distinct and serve distinct purposes, but you can't charge an iPhone with an Android charger, and you can't charge an Android phone with a charger for uh, a video game controller, right? This is how Jesus is for us. Because there is only one creator, you and I are created with only one source of life, power, and purpose. When we're plugged into our one and only source, things change. Our relationship with God changes. The way we see ourselves changes. The way we see others changes. And the way we see our lives changes. And the way we get through our lives changes. We were created by Jesus to know him. Our distinct creator created us distinctly and with a distinct purpose and that is to know him. Uh, we began today by uh, talking, introducing this topic of uh, distinction and seeing how that goes. Um, we've talked about how Jesus is distinct from anyone else who has ever lived, but what do we do about this claim? So one, we can be honest about any doubts we may have about who Jesus says he is. Two, ask God for help trusting Jesus is who he says he is. And three, Choose to receive, believe, and trust that Jesus is everything he says he is, and more. And lastly, number four, let Jesus change us from the inside out. So if Jesus is God, what do you need to do about it, and what's your next step? Do you need to be honest about your doubts, ask for help, choose to trust, let Jesus change you or your relationship with God? Who is Jesus to you, and what are you going to do about it? If you don't already know Jesus or you've never really made a decision to trust him before, maybe today is the day you start. Jesus said he came to save us and his salvation is kind of like receiving a gift a gift you didn't ask for or expect. The gift is undeserved, but it's yours anyway. We didn't earn God's love through Jesus, but we have it just because. And if you already know Jesus, but your relationship with God isn't what you wish it could be, maybe today is the day you start again. Just like you didn't earn God's love in the first place, there's nothing you can do to lose it either. Maybe today's the day you decide to come back to that love. And if you're following Jesus and have a faith that's growing, that's great. Maybe your next step can be to reflect on what Jesus, or what makes Jesus distinct to you so you can better share who he is to you. Or maybe you wrote down an observation about who Jesus is, but there's something you could do to respond more intentionally to that truth. If Jesus is a healer, what do you need him to heal? If he's your friend, how can you spend more time with him? Jesus wasn't just a good man or a good teacher. He was and still is so much more than that. As God, he's impossible for us to fully understand, but as a human, he understands us perfectly. Who Jesus is to you is a question only you can answer, but I'll tell you this one last thing, there's no one like him. Jesus is distinct. I hope you guys enjoy this new series that we're going through. I think it's a good uh, way to kick off the new year. I hope you guys had a good uh, break, and I'm excited to see everyone.